Praise the Lord. Today's the day of salvation. If you've never made that confession of faith, today's the day of salvation. And now's the time to praise the Lord. I thank Him and I praise Him for what He's done. He's done a work in my life. Thank Him, thank Him, thank Him, thank Him. He's done a work in your life. Thank Him. Praise Him. Woo! I tell you what, God changed my life. And I wanted to just declare it. God has changed my life. He changed my life. He changed my life. I thank Him. I praise Him. He put a love in my heart. Not always. Most of the time. I love my wife so much more. I loved her a lot. I loved her, I loved her unconditionally before I was a Christian. But after I became a Christian, my love for my wife and my family grew. It just did. It just did. I want that for everyone in here, everyone that's watching online. I want that for you. Accept the Lord, live in everything He has for you, and love others, love well. I think that's the key to this church, too. Let's love one another. Let's love one another. Let's love well. I praise God. I thank Him. I'm just so so happy to be here today. There's so many things I could have been doing. Aaron, Saturday night, we could have been playing music out till 2, 3 in the morning and, I, and we'd be sick right now I don't want to do that ever anymore ever, ever again, ever again I thank God for what he's done the Lord has changed so many people thank you, thank you, thank you thank you Lord for changing so many hearts and I know you just want, you're just waiting you just can't wait to greet one another can you let's say good morning, let's do that let's say hi to your neighbor and say good morning, good to see you Anybody know what a golf clap is? <clears throat> yeah, real soft. I was hearing too many of those today. If you want to clap and you, something moves you, God moves on you, something that's said, something that's sung, something that you want to te- testify with your heart, then clap. Man, just to let it out. Yeah. You don't have to hold that back. Come on now. Come on. We're excited about what God's doing. It should be evident. Man, I think about those two songs they sing. That might be, we'll see, that might be my favorite line in the song right now. The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you are mine. Man, I could clap, I could shout, I could dance, I could run to that right there, that one line. And some of you in here are like, Rick, why, you don't have to get all worked up to worship. I don't have to work anything up. It's just what's inside of me because that's who he is. I don't have to work it up. Gosh, what he's done, I don't have to work anything up. I mean, it should be coming out of me. Like, I knew, I knew where I was. And I knew that God said, uh-uh, he called on me. He's mine. 
He's mine, and the enemy thought he had me, and he didn't. Because Jesus said you are mine. I don't have to work stuff up about that. I'm excited about the Lord. I'm excited about serving him. I'm excited about what he's done for me. So it just comes out. Comes, I mean, I might have pulled a calf muscle, but I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anything done in the spirit, the Lord takes care of you. So I'm glad to jump with the kids and let that excitement out about uh, get up, get up, get up, get out of that grave. Because we were all dead to sin. If you're a believer, you're alive in Christ. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, is Mark Miller in the house? Come here, Mark. I owe him something. If you guys were here last week and you think back or you watched it back, maybe you weren't here, I made a mistake. And I'll own up to it. I'm a leader that owns his mistakes. I hope you guys appreciate that. Especially because it doesn't happen very often. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Now, if you recall last week, I had Mark come up here and I had Jake come up here. Right? You remember? And I talked about how in life we've got to be, we prayed up and we're ready to go when things come our way so we won't be knocked down. We won't be out of the fight. Now, I had Mark laying down. Go back there, brother. <laughs> Just take a second. I've got to fix this. Now, me and Jake walked across the stage because Jake had been in the battle of prayer. He had prepared himself and he was making it no matter what was coming against him, no matter what he was struggling with. Jake kept walking with God because he knew God was with him and helping him through it. Now, there will be times as believers, that's us. This is where I left off. And it ate at me right after service was over. I'm like, ah, oh, why didn't I keep going with that? So there are times when we get flat knocked down as believers and we can't get up. Now, here's the great thing that we can still do. As a fellow believer, I'm not going to leave Mark there. Like I did last week. <laughs> I'm owning up to it, okay? We come along as somebody's knocked down in the church with stuff they're struggling with. Maybe it's a tragedy in their life and we just can't get up. We are to go to them, encourage them, help them back up. And God doesn't leave them either. God's just still there right beside them. But us as believers, we come alongside of Mark. I know you've been through some stuff, brother, but I'm right here. I'm right here to help you. And I'm serious. On my way home, I'm like, what, what am I doing? I left Mark laying there. <laughs> so I wanted to fix that, first of all. And uh, know that if you get knocked down in life and it happens, that you're not alone in that. We've got you as a church. And we're going to encourage you and help you walk through those things and get to the other side of it. Part four. Are you guys enjoying this series so far? <laughs> That's better than I thought. Well, thank you. This morning, we're going to talk about seeking his face, okay? And as you read that, it's kind of confusing, like, seek his face? What, is, what does that really mean? We're going to break that down today as we continue on in this series. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Second Chronicles again to kick it off. Chapter 7, verse 14. I've got, got to calm myself down. I'm a little worked up. Focus. I've got a lot of energy today. You guys sing a song last week, wasn't it? I can't hold my, back my praise. I've got to let it out. Might be some squirrel shouts in there or something here in between. my Squirrel! Just, I don't know. <laughs> Sarah's just shaking her head at me, so I might tag somebody in. Second Chronicles 7.14. We've been in this scripture since we started the series. Then if my people who are called by my name 
will humble themselves and pray. We talked about humbling ourselves. We talked about the ground, where, like where we're at as a church, where we need to be for revival. Pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Just a preview for next week, wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Again, this morning, talking about seek his face. Let's pray so I can calm down. Father, I thank you. I praise you for who you are. Lord, I'm so thankful to be with my church family this morning. And God, I thank you for each one of them. I thank you for them taking the time um, and seeing the significance for being here in the house of God, to be encouraging uh, to each other, Father, to love on each other. And we thank you for who you are and what you're going to do in this place. God, we, we just want your Holy Spirit to freely move in this place and change people's hearts. Father, anybody that's, that's negative towards you, that's got a hard heart right now, they're dealing with some stuff and they're just down, I pray that they are encouraged and lifted up. Lord, and they come to know you in your presence today. Be with me as I bring your word. Father, let it be heard and let it soak in to the hearts. Father, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. It didn't work. <laughs> as a father uh, to my late son Jackson and to Brylin still, my heart uh, yearns to pass something on to them as a father. I want to pass something on to them. And I'm not talking about keepsakes or, or tools or a home or cars or money and that's all fine and everything. That's, that's not what I'm talking I'm not talking about any of that kind of stuff. As I thought about this this week, I came to this conclusion that if I could pass anything on at all to them, something so important that I would want my kids to get, it would be this, to, to seek the face of the Lord. And I'm going to break down what that means, and you'll understand why I would want them to have that above anything else. So we're going to get into the details of that this morning, but seek the face of the Lord is what I would want to leave them with if I was to pick anything at all. In our society today, who has one of these? Okay, we, a lot of us. These have, we've done away with home phones and stuff like that. Most of us have. Some of us still have them. Um, I, I don't want to pay that. I have a cell phone that's with me all the time. But these have changed a lot of things for us. Some in good ways, some in bad ways. Okay? Now, if you think about this, I'm a parent that investigates my kid's phone. I encourage you to do the same. I'm not telling you how to parent, but this thing can be an evil, evil device as well. If put in the hands of somebody that's not responsible and doesn't know what they're doing with it. Uh, everything is just one click away. Everything the enemy brings against us is one click away, especially for our teens. So I encourage you to check their phones, know all the little secrets they try to hide from you, because that's being a good parent. It's being involved. Um, I go through Brylands, and her friends are kind of goofy, but hey, it's a good thing to check them. But anyway, this could be an evil thing in our hands as well. We all enjoy instant messaging. We're always connected to the modern world, anywhere. I mean, I can have friends across the world and I can talk to really quick. We've got texting, we've got Messenger, we've got Snapchat, we've got Instagram chats, we've got Be Real. Older ones are like, what? what's that? That's the latest thing, I think. Um, but all this comes with a big, big downfall. You know, we've got all this access and way to talk to people. But there's no longer importance and priority placed on face-to-face -face interaction with people. And that's not good. That's not good. 
And with that, we may not be seeking the face of our God either. We're created in the image of God. So in each of our faces, there is life. Even mine. (laughs) When face-to-face, when we're not face-to-face, that interaction is removed. We don't get to see that person. We don't get to to have that life brought into us. There's some people you walk up to, their face just brings joy and happiness in life. Others? I'll be nice. But again, we're more connected now than ever before, yet we're very much disconnected and still lonely as people, even though we can talk to anybody we want to anytime. One of the ways we can help heal our world is by restoring face-to-face relationships and talking with people, face-to-face. And more importantly, it's true with our relationship with God, too. We must, the first thing I want to hit on is we must seek his face, okay? Now, we can be and must be transformed by seeking the face of God. And some of you are still like, I'm not really sure what that means. But we've got to have these face-to-face interactions or encounters with the Lord. And many times in Scripture, God's people are encouraged to seek the face of God. You can read it over and over again. Now, if we can't see God's face, how do we seek God's face? What does that mean? All right. I studied this some this week as far as the word face. The Hebrew word for face in the Old Testament is often translated presence. Now that makes a lot more sense. Seek his presence. Seek his presence. It's the word panim, P-A-N-I-M. So as we're talking about seeking his face this morning, we are saying that we are actually seeking God's presence. And that's a wonderful thing. As you seek his presence and you're in his presence, oh, that's wonderful. It's a very great place to be. The call to seek God's face was given to his people here in 2 Chronicles that we read because they had abandoned him and needed to return to him. Now, our faces reveal a lot about our character and our personality, right? I mean, there's some people you can walk up to and you just know what kind of person they are. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying you can, it just reveals a lot about us. We, we can see the inward emotions of a person expressed outwardly on their face. Sometimes they don't have to say a thing, and you know what's going on. When your mom and dad gave you that look as a child, you know what's going on. When people give you a certain look, you know what's going on. Your face tells a lot. And, and some of y'all's faces tell quite the story sometimes, and you don't even recognize it. Faces show who we are or what we're thinking, and we recognize a person by looking at his or her face. In a way, each person's face represents the whole person. And for the authors of the Bible, the human face could represent the whole person. Psalm 105, verse 4. Psalm 105, verse 4. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face, keep in mind presence, continually. Seek his presence Continually. So even if we sit here this morning and say, well, I've I've not abandoned God, you can probably agree with me that there have been times we've neglected to pursue him, to seek his presence, God's face, his holy character. It's, It's often blocked by our human condition and our fleshly desires, the things that we would rather do. And that's why here in Psalm 105.4, we're told to seek his face, again, his presence all the time. 
The Lord wants to be our constant friend, our constant companion in every area of our lives. Every thought, every word, every action, he wants us to seek his presence in those times and let him be a part of our lives. And we also know in James 4, 8, I don't have it up there, but we know that if we draw close to God, he draws close to us. Seek his presence. Also seeking him in our Christian walk. When we come to God in prayer, we are seeking his face, his presence. When we worship him in spirit and truth, we're seeking the face, the presence of God in that moment. Uh, As I worship, I don't think about what I ate last night or what I ate this morning, unless my stomach's rumbling, then I know. (laughs) That was rough. But when I'm in the middle of worship and praise, I am seeking God's presence in that moment, and that's all I'm concerned about. I want to be in the presence of the Lord because there's joy there. There's strength there. There's healing there. I want to be in the presence of the Lord as I worship. And our our entire lives are about being devoted to seeking God's presence and his favor. And And the Lord wants us to humbly seek his face in our prayers, his presence, in our time in the word, in our worship, and with everything about our lives. Now, here I go. I'm coming down amongst the people. And I already warned Sarah that I was choosing her as one of my helpers. Seeking his face. Please stand, beautiful. Isn't she beautiful? (laughs) Now, there's there's an intimacy, and don't get weird, because intimacy, as I'm talking about it here, Hey, get off your phones in the back row, guys. Thanks. Intimacy is what, what I'm talking about here is a closeness. Okay, we're looking for a closeness. And that's what I'm talking about as I'm talking to Sarah. Now, if we have a face-to-face interaction and we don't even say a word, I can take her by the hand, I can look in her eyes, and I can see all kinds of things because of the intimacy, the closeness that we have as a couple. I know her sad times. I know her hurts. I know her pains. I know her love and her joy and her happiness, what things make her happy. I can see all of that just by looking through her eyes. And moments in our life together flash before my eyes right now and in my mind. I can see all of that. I can understand it without even saying anything to her. I can read her eyes and her heart because of intimacy and closeness that we have. Right? And you can do the same to me. I'm going to make her cry just by thinking about things like that. But we can read each other, husbands, wives, you can read each other just by seeking her face and her seeking my face. We understand each other. I even got a wink. (laughs) Brett Geckner, right? I I was going to say Gochner or Geckner. Either way. Brett G., Now, see how this is a little bit different with me and Brett. First of all, we're not holding hands. But me and Brett, I I consider us friends. I mean, acquaintances, friends. But if I look into Brett's eyes, it's already getting awkward right away. He's even backed up if you notice that. But if me and him look at each other, what we're getting is, oh my gosh, this is really weird. All right? Thank you, Brett. I won't make you do anything else. There's a difference. 
There's a difference, and that's the same in our relationship with God. We are seeking his presence. I get to know him more in this intimate way as I seek his face. He gets to know me. I get to know him in his heart. Sarah and I share that closeness, that intimacy. Brett and I were working on it. But that's what we want, what God, we want what me and Sarah displayed there. We want that closeness with God. We want that. We want to be able to, God, I know your heart right now in this moment. And God, you know mine. So I want to be in your presence with you. I want to seek your presence. And again, that's equivalent to developing an intimate relationship with him. Let's go to Psalm 63. Thank you guys for helping me out. Psalm 63, verses 1 through 3 says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. Think about these words as you take them to be part of you. Are, are you doing these things? I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. Now, as I read that, I ask myself, am I earnestly searching for God's presence? Is my soul thirsty for him? Is my whole body long to be in the presence of God? And am I praising him with everything that I am? You know, as we pursue God, we learn, we learn about him and we get close to the heart of our father and we develop an intimacy there. And also in Psalm 16, 11, it says, you will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Now, that's why I tell you guys so much, if you'll worship in the middle of what you're going through, your countenance will change. Your, your, your focus on things will shift and you'll understand once you get into that place where the presence of the Holy Spirit and you're in it, everything else changes. Everything else loses focus in the forefront of your mind and you just be in his presence. And if you've ever been in that moment, in that presence of God as you seek him, it's one of the most beautiful places to be, most, one of the most peaceful places to be. And again, the Bible talks about mountains melt like wax in his presence. I'm telling you, I've laid in the floor for an hour and a half before just under the presence of God. It is so strong and it's so powerful and it changes us. The third thing, as we seek him, God takes care of us. Having God's presence on us is an expression of his blessing. It's, a, it's his love and his favor. Number six, 24 through 26, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. When we seek his face, when we seek his presence, he shows up and he ministers to us. We should all be seeking his presence more than just on a Sunday. I mean, when we come together, when we do that as a church, there's... Some great things happen, but more than that, we should be seeking his face all the time throughout our lives, throughout the week, seeking to be in his presence. When we're doing that, you'll see that you're going to act a different way. 
when you're walking around soaked in the presence of God, you're going to act and treat people a different way. You won't have these little outbursts that pop up sometimes because you'll be glowing with the presence of God. And a lot of people notice those things on you. Okay? We don't seek God's presence just to give him a list of all the things we want or need because we should already know that he is already aware of what we need. We simply trust that he's going to take care of us. Seeking God, God's face means that we want to know his character we want, and we, want, we just want him. We want his presence. And we want that more than any other thing that he can give us because his presence changes things. And when his presence, his face shines upon us, we start to reflect that same presence to those around us. And when he shines on us, we shine on others. And again, if I could, be, if I could leave one thing for Brylin to know, one thing for her to know is to seek the presence of God. Because in his presence, I mean, that gives us perspective on so many things. And it lets God minister to us in such a powerful way that when she goes up against things in life, I want her to always remember, if I will seek God's presence in this moment, he's going to take care of me. That's the best thing I think I can leave her. You know, she's saved. That's the greatest gift, I guess. But I don't mean I guess. It is a great gift. <laughs> But to seek God's presence on a continual basis as she grows up into a young woman and a mature adult, always remember that I can seek God's presence and my troubles are going to melt away. And God's going to heal. God's going to restore. God's going to do things while I'm in his presence. If our praise team come back up. I'm going to read something from a, what was a poem or just a writing called Prayers from My Village by Michael Boutier, and it says, my, my soul, again, going along with seek his presence, my soul thirsts for you, O living God. It's your Holy Spirit, O my God, who comes and hollows out this expectant space within me. It's your doing that my heart says to me, seek the face of the Lord. And I do seek your face, O God of my salvation. I thirst for you. The closer you are, the more your presence surrounds me. The more lively and ardent is the thirst. I thirst for you because your Holy Spirit comes in me with sighs too deep for words to breathe the expectation of all your creatures. Comes to sing what I could not otherwise know. Springs up in me like the first spark of your kingdom. I have a divine thirst for this journey. Again, I can't stress enough. Seek his face or seek his presence. Seek his presence. Some people in here have never maybe got to that point where you've been in the presence of the Lord. You're not experiencing or you've not encountered what I'm talking about. Like you feel like your problems and, and your things that you've dealt with, maybe even as a child, and now you're a grown adult, you just have not got over some things. You've not experienced the kind of change and transformation that being in the presence of God can bring to your life. And I'm here to tell you it can happen for you today. Scars, hurts, disappointments, things that, abuse, things that you grew up with, in the presence of God, he can transform those situations and heal what's been broken. If you guys will stand with me this morning, as we begin this altar call, I, I want to tell you guys, Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me 
when you seek me with all your heart. That's what he's asking us this morning. Seek me with all your heart. That means every single thing that's within your heart, you lay it before him. You seek him. You open up every part of you. And another scripture says, search my heart, O God. When we do that, when we, when we let God just do a surgery on us in our heart, in his presence, things change. Things are different if you will seek him and find him when you seek him with all your heart. And, and I'm going to leave you with this, that moments in his presence change us and they strengthen us for the exact journey that we're on right now. And the exact journey you're going to be on two years from now. Moments in his presence change us. And this morning as we, as we worship, as we pray, I'm asking you to just be in God's presence. Seek his face right now this morning. Open up your heart to him. If you don't know the Lord as your savior, if you don't know, you've not confessed that and believed on Jesus, he died on the cross for you, just like he did for us as believers in this church. He died for you. Your sins, every bad thing you've done in life are forgiven through Jesus. You have a clean slate. You can have a clean slate this morning. You don't have to walk out here, out of this church the same way you walked in. You can be forgiven and you can be made a new creation in Christ this morning because of what God did by sending Jesus to die for you. So this morning, let's, let's sing. Let's seek his face, seek his presence this morning. Let's let God be God in this place. Let's cry out to him, especially in preparation for tonight, getting our hearts right for this prayer and worship night. But I just encourage you this morning, seek him, seek his presence, spend some time with the Lord and just be, just soak it in because he's got so much limitless love that he wants to dump into us and overwhelm us with. He wants to remind you this morning of how great he is. So Father, we thank you right now for who you are. We thank you for, Father, the opportunity that we have. Lord, it hasn't always been this way on through the years that we couldn't be in your presence without possibly dying at one time. But Lord, right now we have access because the veil's been taken away. We have access to your presence. Any time, Father, that we want to enter in and seek you with all of our hearts, it's available. It's available, God. And again, you change us in those moments and then we are a reflection of your love to people around us. So God, I pray that people will respond to just spending time with you to seek your face this morning, to be in your presence. Whatever that looks like for them, God, I just pray that you open up Search our hearts, God, and let us spend some time with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, the blood, crimson love, price of life's demand. Shameful sin. Placed on him the whole of every man. Oh, the blood of Jesus washes me. Oh, the blood of Jesus shed for me. Why? 
going. Let's keep going. Right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's raise a hallelujah. Let's get loud. Let's raise. Let's let's raise the roof off. Come on before we leave. God for signs and wonders, dreams, visions, things like that. If you don't believe in them, they're real. First and foremost, God can give you dreams and interpretations of those dreams and, and different things and, and give you knowledge through dreams on things. Um, Friday night, I got woke up. I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm really, I'm just going to share with you what was laid in my spirit that night. I woke up at two o'clock. And I wrote this down because it was really fresh in my mind that somebody, and I know I've prayed with some people recently, but you have a knot around your knee area the size of a golf ball. I don't know if that's somebody in here, but I'm just, that was on my mind. I just prayed for somebody with some knee problems just then. I prayed for one a couple weeks ago. But if you've got a knot right around your knee right now that's causing you some pain, if that's for somebody in here, I want you to know that God laid it in my spirit for that. And also, last night, let me find it here. I got to write these things down, especially when you wake up in the middle of your sleep. This one's a tough one to say. Again, if, you, if it's you in here that's got a knot around your knee, you're dealing with some pain, you need to come up for prayer. All right, we're going to pray and believe God to heal it. Last night, and this may be hard for Sarah to hear because she's been seeking some things like this. I was in a dream. I know I was, and I was down on the floor. And... I was in a moment of, of just crying out to God and, and I don't know the extent of what was going on but I know I was down on my face just crying out for God. And Jackson leaned down into my ear. He said, I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. And you can take that for how you want. For, for, but for me, we've been just praying for just something to come through us supernaturally that 
we, and we know he's okay, but we just, I, I, we just been praying for that. And again, it, it may not mean a lot to you, but it means the world to me. And I know it was his voice. I know it 100%. I know my boy's voice. And I appreciate God dumping that into me and letting me know that he's good. God works in mysterious ways. God works in powerful ways. God reveals things to us in so many different ways. And a lot of times we miss it because we're not in tune with the presence of God and what his spirit wants to do in moments. Don't miss it. Don't miss being in God's presence. Because in those moments, that's when the Holy Spirit speaks and he ministers and he does things and speaks things through us. Again, if you're in here this morning, you've got a knot around your knee area. Maybe you're watching online. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray if we don't have anybody in here. I know I've just prayed for Isabella's knee and, and maybe that was it. I'm believing for healing in that. But I, but I heard the words, a golf ball size around the knee. So I'm gonna pray right now in the name of Jesus. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're gonna watch this week. Father, right now, go, we're coming to you. And Father, we know you are our healer. And Father, if there's someone in this place right now, somebody watching online, that has this pain in their knee right now, Father. There's this, this the knot that's next to their knee, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I know your power is strong enough to touch them right where they are and to heal this right now. Holy Spirit, move in their life right now. We believe together as a church in the power of healing, and we're coming together believing as we call on the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit activates and moves and touches and heals in that area right now. So anything that's going on, Father, with the muscles, the tendons, the blood flow, whatever it is, the, f the swelling in the knee right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, it be gone in Jesus' name. It be gone and you heal it in Jesus' name. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for who you are. You are our healer. Father, and right now we are calling on that name of Jesus to minister to that person's knee right now. Right now, Father, we praise you for what you're doing in them right now, God. We praise you. We worship you for you are a great God and you still do great things and you still heal today praise you and we thank you for it right now in Jesus name amen 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 I want to do my best to be obedient to God and I'm sure there'll be times where I miss that but I'm learning I just want to be obedient if I missed it the worst I did was pray a prayer for somebody's need to be healed <laughs> it's not a bad thing but I'm thankful for God I'm thankful for what he's stirring up I'm thankful for, for those of you that are obedient to seeking his presence, to being in his presence, to want to see God move in powerful ways in your life. He will, he will, he will. And in this church, so, oh, love you, Lord.